Do you have more pictures of your goats than yourself on your phone? Does your vacation time get spent attending goat shows? Can you have a conversation without bringing up dairy goats? Neither can we. So join us as we talk to the country's best breeders, judges, appraisers, and industry experts about all things dairy goats. We are John Kane and Danielle Caroli. Welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by Danielle Caroli, the showman of Oberhasley. How's it going? It's going well. How are you, John? Not too bad. I'm feeling the hangover after a Memorial Day show weekend. How about you? I had a early morning goat show hangover, but nothing a cup of coffee or two did not fix. Though I have to say, I probably, (laughs) surprise, surprise, slightly overdid it with the coffee versus water consumption this weekend. And so probably I'm slightly dehydrated, but that's a tomorrow problem. Well, we're going to go over the weekend for our main topic today. Why don't we just hop right into ad good news and then we'll just kind of catch everybody else up on what's going on in our lives and on our farms and in the ring. Sounds good to me. Ad good news. The first thing I wanted to put out there into the ringside universe, the Abga National Show is looking for sponsors for breed classes and youth programming and several different things. If you are interested in sponsoring a class at Nationals, I highly recommend doing it. There is such an impact that the national show has on our dairy goats, the genetics that are used in the upcoming years, how the world perceives our animals. And it's just the premier event of the dairy goat yearly schedule. If you can and are interested, be sure to check out what sponsorships are available at that national show. It will end up having your herd name. If your herd is sponsoring, it'll end up having your herd name listed. There will be most likely your name listed on the live stream. It gets read over the mic. It's a great opportunity for herd promotion and then also to help promote the dairy goat and just the very best in dairy goats. If you're interested, be sure to reach out to, I believe Karen Smith is handling the show sponsorship now. So be sure to reach out to her and see what is available. Yes. And it's a great opportunity to get your name out there. We have taken advantage of it in the last three national shows. It's just a good way to get your name out, support the the show. And yeah, it's all good stuff. Uh, There is a little bit of controversy that happened this week, Danielle. And it's funny before we were recording, I was like, is there even any ADGA news? Like totally in in a fog over here. And you're like, oh yeah, I got it. And yeah, I don't know how I forgot about this. There was a big to do about ADGA genetics and uh, Gene Dershowitz, who has been on the show before about ADGA genetics, posted a pretty serious post. The short of it is he hasn't been getting any of the information to be transferred onto ADGA genetics for the last couple months. And he's kind of frustrated with not getting that data to import and wants to continue to support the membership. Yeah, he's very frustrated and He's talking about if he doesn't get some answers and communication that he's has no problem, even though it would break his heart to, to pull ADGA genetics and kind of freeze it from the genetics where it's at right now, all the data. Uh, so, yeah, there was a lot of posts about that, a lot of concern. And 
it was a pretty big to-do. Yes, it was a pretty big to-do. I almost think that there was a mob mentality of grab your torch and pitchforks. I'll admit I had a momentary panic because ADGA genetics is such a valuable resource. But then I sat back and went, and I am not privy to interworkings of this, of, of ADGA. That's my contribution to the Dairy Go world is co-hosting this podcast. But I'm not privy to the interworkings of it all. But what I will say is that people in charge are heavy users of ADGA genetics. I think a lot of people reacted with this panic and didn't take the minute to be like, whoa, wait, something's kind of, this isn't good. We need to, there, the contract does need to be signed. Things need to be in place. We need to kind of take a step back and realize that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And yes, this galvanized the membership. Rumor has it, there are things and there were things in the works beforehand to get this taken care of and to get this contract signed. I respect all parties involved in this. I think my word of caution is sometimes when we react First of all, there's two sides to the story, always two sides to the story. But sometimes when we react to things, we react with our guts or our hearts and we don't always fully take in what's going on. And we don't know what's fully going on because that's not what we're aware of. Instead of just a conversation between the association director and Gene, we have potentially the board getting involved in this and taking their time to solve this issue when I think I saw something that this was already a conversation that was going to be happening somewhere else. So I am a huge supporter of ADGA genetics. We need it. I completely understand that. And I do understand the need to put out there that Things need to get done and to get the ball rolling. I also think, and I know very little, like I said, this is not my area of contribution into the dairy goat world. I am not involved in any committees or anything like that. But I also think that there were moving pieces on the other side of this too. Every time you want to galvanize and get your torch and pitchforks, Take a step back and just try and realize, is this productive use of our times, I guess, is my thing. Like, let's figure out, are we really in a spot where we need to grab our torch and pitchforks? Or is there possibly more going on and we have to figure out where we all stand and what is really going on here? Well, I think that's definitely the mentality of some of the membership is to just jump to assumptions and start accusing and kind of just running with half information. You know, they're getting one side of the story and not the full story at that. So I think that people just do need to kind of take a step back, take a look, let it unfold a little bit before they make those assumptions. Uh, I know Gene is very passionate about ADCA genetics and I don't blame him. He's done a hell of a job contributing this great tool to the membership, like you said, our directors and even EC members, they use it extensively and really extensively. So they don't want to see it go anywhere. So yes, I think the new association manager and Gene will be able to sit down, figure it out, see what they can do with all this NG crap that's lingering on and move forward. And like I said, Gene definitely doesn't want to pull it away. Uh, I think he's very frustrated and there's a good reason for that. There's no doubt about that, but I think working together to come up with an ending of this situation is great. So I hope it's fruitful and we can move forward. Speaking of moving forward, we've got Dairy Goat Awareness Week coming up. We do. That's kind of why, and I know you'll introduce what we're going to do on it, but that's kind of why we wanted to do this episode because 
we have a full lineup coming up very shortly with a lot of amazing guests and amazing conversations for better or for worse, depending on how you feel. You won't be hearing too much of just John and I in the next coming weeks. And we decided we had to kind of do a catch-up episode before we launch into a fabulous June, particularly for Dairy Goat Awareness Week. Do we release the schedule later on, maybe in TikTok form or something? I don't know. (sighs) What is this going to entail for me? What am I going to have to record vertically? Oh, no. You're just going to have to sit back and watch the master at work. Okay. Yeah, then that's fine. Uh, or do I do another like Dairy Good Awareness Week wrap? TikTok works. TikTok works. <laughs> Come on, I feel like the TikTok 5% works. Of Moving on to the, <laughs> the episode. Enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't get any negative feedback. That's because people were just so shocked that they didn't know how to handle it. Well, rightfully so. I mean. When you're a man amongst gods, of course, it's going to be awe-inspiring. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't necessarily know if that is how I would describe it, but, you know, I, I would use different words, but that's just me. I mean, yeah. do you? Diddy didn't call me after that, so, you know, it's okay. I'll, maybe I'll do an opera this time who knows uh yeah no but dairy go awareness week is coming up soon gonna be kicked off on june 10th and we are going to be back with episodes each day with different topics yeah plenty of guests and it'll be a great time so looking forward to that and that's it for kind of the news daniel let's catch everybody else up on our lives. All right. Sounds good to me. Before we hit the show ring, let's talk about what's happening in our barns first. And I know you've had some crazy stuff happening in your barn. So let's catch us up. What's what's happening with you? I'll be Dr. Phil and just listening. Oh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Phil. Uh, <laughs> we kind of talked about it on last week's episode. We had a guest on. And so we just kind of glazed over the fact that both of us are done with kidding season 2023. I was tormenting John because the last, because that's just what I do. Let's be honest here. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, yes, a hundred percent. This is facts. Yes. And talking about how I had my last dough kidding had, a very easy birth. I wasn't there for the birth. I got to the barn, found the baby in the pen. He was all cleaned off. She had passed her placenta. I scooped him up, heated up some colostrum, fed him, dipped his his umbilical cord. Life was good. Hitting season wrapped up beautifully. But what I did not talk about is the two to three depending on how you count it freshenings again we're getting weird with words here and i'll kind of elaborate on why shortly that led up to that last kidding and our culmination of our 2023 season i had three does due in about a week period two of those does were due over a weekend where i was away judging i have a great support system here but i like to be the one delivering the babies i want to be there making sure i am present mainly so that this way if things go wrong i can assist it's my calls that make the decisions I don't want to have to put anybody through checking animals throughout the night when I'm not around, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I wanted to make sure that while I was away, that these does were basically in the best possible shape for me not to be around. 
And so I induced two of the does that were due to kid. And I figured the next doe due wasn't due till Tuesday. My Nubians generally go 150 or over. So I was thinking I was in the clear with her. So I Mm. induced the first doe and I was just about to induce the second doe. And I said, hold on, let me wait one more day. I had enough wiggle room. Let me wait one more day because she was going to be closer to like 147, I believed. And I just said, okay, I'm going to induce one for Thursday, one for Friday. Then I was leaving on Saturday. So I was like, this is, this is a good schedule. Thursday, I had my wonderful problem child recorded grade who we had finally gotten pregnant. She was confirmed pregnant via blood test. About a week or two weeks prior, I started going, uh, what's going on? There was like this voice in the back of my head, just trying to figure out why she wasn't uttering up. Like I was expecting what was going on. So I induced her, but mainly induced her because I wanted to make sure she kitted and had the babies before I left. And I was figuring based on how my other does were kidding this year that she probably just had a single. And I was crossing my fingers that she was going to have a single doe kid because if she's going to have a single, at least she's in milk. Hopefully there's a doe kid there for me. If there was a buck kid, it was what it was, but like at least she would get the milk. We put her on the stand that evening to get some grain. She was induced for about 7 p.m. that night. And we put her on the stand about 5 or 6 p.m. while we're milking everybody else. All of a sudden, this fluid comes out of her. We kind of go, okay, her water broke. Okay, we should be good soon. So we're watching her. She goes back in the pen and she has more fluid. And it very much was fluid. It wasn't that typical mucosa that you would expect of, okay, here's her discharge. This doe is about to kid. I'm seeing this thick stream coming out of her. It wasn't any of that. It was just fluid. I was watching her. She wasn't pushing. She was eating. Her head was in the hay feeder. There was all this stuff going on. I decided that I was just going to kind of watch her because she didn't look like she was in active labor. I wasn't sure what was going on with this and just going to watch her throughout the night. Checked on her several times. She was just kind of hanging out. I don't think she was happy, but there wasn't any signs of an imminent birth. Oh, and so I just basically chalked it up to that. All of this fluid looked like fluid. She had a water birth, a pseudo pregnancy or something like that. Then the next day, because I was able to sleep and wake up and start looking into it, I found out that ultimately the best practice is to ultrasound the animals just in case, make sure there's not some retained kid in there, but then also to see if the fluid had completely left the goat or if she needed assistance with other drugs to kind of clear herself out. I had my vet come out and before he came out, he was a little concerned because he was figuring there was a possibility that there was a retained kid and that something was going on. And so he asked me to go in before he came out. I could not go in. She wasn't dilated. And when I looked at her with the speculum, there wasn't a cervix that was open. So he came out and it was actually really cool because, I mean, in the like silver lining or the, you know, make lemons out of lemonade kind of situation, we ended up, he checked her, we were able to like really see her closed cervix and For the most part, when I've been AIing does and things like that, we're looking for that open cervix. So the cervix was just kind of, I guess the best way to say it was just there. And so to see that versus what we look for when we're AIing an animal was an interesting comparison. We ultimately ultrasounded her and confirmed that 
she was not pregnant. We were not having adorable, crazy-eared, Nubian, Sanin kids of crazy percentages of each breed. So she had a pseudo-pregnancy. Basically, what had happened is the corpus luteum had not regressed once there was no embryos developing in her uterus. She just accumulated a little bit of fluid, which in that uterus, which made her look like she had a baby bump and the corpus luteum, all of these different things kind of triggered that blood test to cause her to present a false positive. Because she didn't have the placenta and the catalinins, there really wasn't much milk there. And so I decided I wasn't even going to try and get her into milk. It wasn't worth it to fight her. She did come into a little bit more milk several days later, but I just decided she was just going to have another year off at that time. Champion challenge wasn't a thing. So I just said, "Eh, whatever, we're not going to be showing her anyway. Right. Right. And now champion challenge is the thing. I don't honestly know if it would have swayed my decision at all. I don't know if I could have gotten her into milk that strongly to make her competitive in that champion challenge class. And also the cost to make her competitive, the cost to feed her this grain for a chance. Just, I couldn't justify that. The good thing is in ultrasounding her, we found out. And by we, I completely mean my vet because I am not an ultrasound person. I saw her intestines this time, thought that was cool, could kind of make them out. But that was only because he said these are the intestines. I I, I I don't see ultrasounds very well. He was able to look at her and determine that her uterine lining is thicker than what is quote unquote normal. So that suggests she has issues with that. And in order to actually maintain a successful pregnancy, she needs to be on a hormone protocol to have the uterine lining be a little thinner and a little bit more conducive to carrying some babies, which, you know, hindsight, they say is 2020. The one time she freshened, because she's a three-year-old now, she was a teaser dough for our buck collection. So she was on a hormone protocol. So she would stand and be in heat for the bucks there. And it just so happened that we had a son and buck there. And after he was done collecting, he bred her and had bait. And so she was able to have these son and babies or son and type babies, I guess is a better word for it. But the last couple of years, we were trying to do it more on natural heats and I wasn't really messing around with hormone protocols and chalked up 2022 to just not giving her enough time. And then 2023, like I said, I thought she was pregnant, so we were good, but it explains why she didn't take all the times that we bred her and the multiple opportunities for her to get bred Going forward, I have to give her, and I'm going to give it to her in the next couple of days, one more shot of Estromate, which Estromate is a drug very similar to Loop. Um, Give her one more shot of Estromate to clear her system out. And then in the late summer, when I'm doing my health checks for our county fair, I'm going to have the vet do a reproductive exam on her really quick to make sure we're still kind of seeing that thick uterine lining. And then we're going to start a whole hormone protocol and hopefully get her bred for 2024. Fingers crossed for her. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I mean, listen, I... She wants to be, unfortunately for her, she wants to be a milking goat. She is... 
about as sonnen as they come except for her black dot she wants to be a working animal and in order to work she needs to milk so it's better for her i want to show her i want to have her praised i want a doe kid out of her you know there's all these things we'll see how it goes but hopefully we have an i'm just taking out of out of it that hopefully we have an answer on what caused our issues and we can go forward and correct that and kind of work with that for 2024 do you want to hear about my gripe for my my like quarterly mary mac gripe sure once again, I'm like, mm, maybe I'm going to sell Mary Mac this year. And I know, I know, like broken record, right? But here's why. So she had a really tough kidding, obviously. I shared it on the podcast there. And she is bouncing back, but very slowly. She's, her body's in good condition, but her udder's starting to, I mean, she hasn't come into great milk yet, but her body's starting to fall, or her udder's starting to fall apart. Her foreudder's starting to pocket a little bit. Her attachments are just kind of loosening. Obviously, I haven't filled her to capacity. She had a lot of edema in that udder from being so full with colostrum and just edema, uh, and it's still coming down, so it's kind of hard to tell yet. She's only fresh a couple weeks, but part of me with milking her every day and knowing she's a finished champion and I have one daughter, I really want a daughter from her out of my buck, Ozzy, but I'm not sure if I want to wait a full year for that. And I mean, part of what I say and what I hold true is I, I got to love what's in my barn. I got to love what I'm looking at. If I have an animal that's a very nice animal in her own right has all the pieces. She's very well balanced. She just had a hard go at it. It's part of me is like, mm, maybe, maybe sell her, maybe this fall, if I can get her bread to Ozzy, maybe I could even sell her bread with like the option to get a doe kid back if she has it. Um, so that's kind of where my brain's at for Mary Mac right now. That poor doe. What do you mean? I just, I think that you got to give her time. And I mean, listen, I I think that obviously I haven't seen her to be able to say one thing or another, but I feel like you just have it in your mind that this is the one to go next. And so oh, I have a couple that are in my mind to go next. Oh, okay. And one of them's part of my show string, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes here. But yeah, it's it's not a oh, it's Mary Max, so she's gotta go. It's if she was any other doe, I'd be feeling the same way. Yes, I'm gonna give her a couple more weeks to bounce back, probably three or four weeks, and like really bounce back and see what she's doing and kind of go from there but i have to stay realistic with my herd and with feed prices the way they are like if there's an, another option for an animal that will probably be a, a quote-unquote cold ne- next year why am i waiting 365 days for that because i don't necessarily know if she should be the next goat to go in your i mean i i think that you and her do not get along as well as some of your other goats. Yeah. And I think, and the, and listen, that's justifiable on why to sell an animal. But I also think that with that, you look for the things and the reasons to justify it. But I do think you have to give her time. And maybe she won't be milking as well as she could be. You could dry her off if she's not recovering right and you don't need the milk maybe that's the option give her the year off so that this way she can put the energy into her body into recovering that way and then go from there and see i also hate the idea of selling a dough bread with the thing with 
Oh, I know. It's a that's risk, a sketchy the idea. risk of getting the do- with a chance of getting the dope kid back, and I just don't. I'm not a fan of that whatsoever. Um, first of all, she could have all bucks again, oh, like she it, did this year. Going to be sold. I was going to sell her to you with that option. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course. Yes, 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 yes. Just what I need uh, an Oberhausley in my barn. So. Well, it's not set in stone. This is just me thinking out loud. I haven't even talked to you about this off the mic yet. This is just us uh, uh, rolling up our sleeves and clearing our head, right? I'm aware. Yeah. No, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because like I, you said, this is your quarterly eh, Mary Mac is on the chopping block uh, <laughs> rant tangent. But um, I think you need to let her be let her do her thing let her recover i mean it's not even been this poor thing it's not even been two weeks for her i'm it's been over oh my, two weeks, no 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 she was due the 15th right um because time eludes me i'm going to my farm page right now while okay. we're talking about this because i want to make sure i get it right for the people at home i feel and like she kitted on May 11th. Yeah. Today is the 28th. So that she is... She's been fresh for one, two, two... She's been fresh for 17 days. Get with it. Where She needs to be bounced back by now. I mean, come on. No, no, no. I don't even want to have this conversation anymore. Like, no. Give that poor thing a break. She had a traumatic kidding... It was tough on her. She needs to recover. And I said I was going to let her recover. Regardless, is it's going to be something. There's going to be changes made or decisions made this uh, year. And there's does on the chopping block. And it's it's not necessarily going to happen. But it's a we're ranking for possibly this year or next year, right? Okay. I'll have two does in my barn by the time I'm done. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. How do you even? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move into the other portion of this quote-unquote topic of us rolling up our sleeves and shooting the breeze, and that's it's Memorial Day weekend. First of all, happy Memorial Day, and thank you for all those that served and sacrificed the ultimate sacrifice uh, for us to be able to barbecue and show goats. And that's what a lot of people did this weekend was show goats. And there were some impressive shows that happened this weekend. And I saw a lot of impressive does being pictured with their ribbons. And we were amongst those that were showing this weekend, mainly yesterday, Saturday. Uh, how, How was that, Danielle? First of all, before we even move forward, people are going to ask, and this is a you problem, not a me problem, Danielle. Why am I scared for this question? <laughs> what happened to the t-shirt? Well, John, unfortunately, kidding season got the best of me. Responsibilities of other kinds got even better real job you know yeah real job real things and this last month and a half maybe even let's call it two months have been very much nose to the grind and so when i was being pulled in 20 different directions and trying to just get it all done the t-shirt did not get done but the beauty of it is i now will have so much free time because most of my kids are gone and my lunch breaks are not going to be spent feeding a million kids and Mm -hmm. i now am not feeding a million kids at chore times and i'm gonna have all this time free time i can design this t-shirt and I might make you wear it for an Oberhasley specialty show. Which is BS, let me just say. So I almost feel like this is a blessing in disguise that, yes, I did want you to wear it at this show, 
but I just feel like we, this just another, when one door closes, another door opens and this door that just opened is just a wonderful, amazing door that we're just going to jump into and explore and you might have to wear it at an Oberhausley specialty show. I don't know. We'll see. I might be nice. There's another show after that that we could do too, but we'll see. The t-shirt will come. Just give me a few more weeks. I look forward to it. I really do. I, I'm just holding my breath over here, Danielle. I know. I know. I I think I was so trying and I just did not get it together, but I was going to actually try and get it done and then just like not say anything and surprise you with it. But it didn't even get that. That was the extent of the dream. It didn't get much farther than that yet. So it'll come. It'll come. I promise everybody. But you just got to give me a little patience. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you all the patience you need. If you need to wait until next year. That's fine. Like you do you. So when you lose I, the bat for the second time and you're going to have to wear it for two shows. That absolutely will not happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have faith. Yeah. All yeah. right. This year was just a weird year. Oh. <laughs> but we did show dairy goats, didn't we? We did. And, and I you learned a lot. Actually got, and what's that? I said I learned a lot. You learned a lot. I learned a lot as well. Okay. We'll get into that. I'll get into that in a second. But you did get on the collar of an Oberhasley milker. Yes, and I got on the collar of a Oberhasley yearling as well, correct? Or was it a kid? Oh, yeah, 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 yearling as well, dry yearling. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I showed your Oberhasley and got her and- ribbons. You definitely did. So you showed Thea, who's a two-year-old first freshman. And in the first ring, you got her grand champion, mm-hmm. which I'm shocked and very pleased. And So thank you. And then you also took her reserve in the next ring, which is also, I'm very happy. The doe that I was showing, which is another one that might be on my sell list for this year, next year, probably next year is my very promising doe whisperer who just does not like the show life at all. She, as soon as I skip or like milk early for a show and skip the milking the night that night, but put her on the milk stand, she's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And just refuses to eat anything, refuses to drink anything and just kind of just decides not to make milk it was a very 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 got really close on that mic on there because i wanted to just emphasize very long show some of those does that yes we were relieving them if needed were in milk for almost a day some of them probably over a day shoot with the way some people milk out some of them might have been in milk for 36 hours let's not talk about that (laughs) so so this doe had all this time and she just did not want to make milk and her rear udder was just like blah like you i know i uttered you up earlier this year when you were at home and you were happy and i know it fills out i know you get that rear udder height but nope, she's just like, mm, I'm good. It was it was a fun day, though. You also won some ribbons. Yes. Um, I was able to subject my poor permanent champion to a printed jot form and bring her out. So I was happy about that. She was not. And no, made... Uh, The pictures I have of her in the ring are absolutely hilarious. And just the grumpiness on her face that she was expressing while she was in the ring. Listen, I think she's beautiful. She went best of breed in one of the rings. But I think she's beautiful and I wanted to take her out. But now I feel so, after seeing the photos, I feel so guilty 
about taking her out. And I kind of vaguely remember being like, all right, let's just finish you. And then I won't subject you to the ring much anymore. So I don't know. We'll see. Because like just the photos of her are hilarious. Um, And just the pure misery in her face and the grumpiness. So we'll see if she comes out again. Mainly because I just like, she did her job. She's a permanent champion. I I don't know. But so anyway, so she, I wanted to take her out because I was just excited to be able to bring a challenger out that I had been waiting to bring out for a year. And so she got best of breed in one ring. And then my three-year-old first freshener, who freshened with a beautifully well-attached mammary system, but only had a single kid and a buck kid at that. So doesn't quite have the capacity she needs, especially because she's this giant first freshening three-year-old. She was reserved in one ring too. So she did well, even though she didn't want to be in the ring. She needs a whole, we need to remind her that going into the ring is what we do here. But yeah, she needs a come to Jesus moment. Well, we're not going to take her behind the bleachers like I was advised to do. So that's all <sighs> I can say on that subject. It was a, I, have never walked out of a show ring with I am very I try to be very respectful of judges and their opinions on that day but the blatant just it was it was a special day okay I'm trying my very hardest to be politically correct here but let's just say that I'm glad that I'm not a new bre- newer breeder or, or a new breeder and I know things because what was being told to me as reasons was ridiculous. I mean, I went into a one ring and the judge was judging juniors and they were like, I want, I'm seeing a lot of V escutcheons. I want to see that rounded you, which I was like, Hey, that's fair enough. That's a, great thing to want yeah, we all want that great so he placed his class accordingly and then the next class i brought in my doe opal and the judge is like i'm like he wanted round i'm thinking to myself because tyler ramirez who's amazing showed opal again and he he always finds there seems to be a doe that finds him every year for him to show for us and he loves doing it, and I love having him as a friend and showman. So I let him go on that collar and have fun. And so Opal's walking in the ring with Tyler, and I'm like, no, he wants rounded escutcheons. This is the dough for him. She's got the width. She's sharp. She's smoothly blended. She's got that rounded escutcheon. She's she's this guy's like dream girl. That's what I'm thinking. And then he threw, I'm not going to go too into details, but he threw up something that was a very nice animal, but didn't have what he quote unquote was looking for. Let's just say that. So it was interesting. And there was a lot of that interestingness going on throughout the day. And that's fine. These judges are hardworking and they, you could justify most of the reasonings um, and most of their picks. So there's that. Um, it's just it was an interesting day i'm i just feel bad if anybody was like this is my first show and they had to deal with that and kind of be confused as they exited the ring right and i guess my takeaway from it as a newer judge i always have been going to these judges trainings and we are taught things. We are taught a style of how to give reasons. We're taught how to present the reasons, how to create the class and, or maybe not create the class, but how to set up the class to help the exhibitors understand what's going on. 
the terminology that should be used. And I am just so appreciative of those teachings and the idea that and seeing the reason why we have to do it that way and how helpful it is in setting up the animals and making sure that, sorry, setting up the ring correctly and making sure that we can flow and see that this is the first place animal and then this is the second place animal and it's presented in a professional way and a way that the exhibitors can understand. Um, Plus just when we're in these judges trainings, there are certain things stressed to us and those things are important. And if you don't experience them, you're not going to understand why they're important, why it's important to say one is placing over two for her advantages in general appearance. She is stronger in the area of, let's say, the crops. And she also has the advantage in the levelness of rump and just the comparative versus the descriptive traits and why those are important and why as exhibitors, we need them. It it was, you just, it just really kind of that light bulb moment hit me. Um, And so that was good. I can't, I'm not like foo-fooing these judges or anything like that. They worked very hard. They did a great job. Um, Nothing at all bad to say i just found it very interesting and i think there needed to be some adjustments so that's just my opinion alone as me not as an us thing here Uh, i will say i can't really complain too much here because i had a really good day Uh, we had the milker thea go up grand and reserve thanks to your awesome showing and then you ran out of Dodge real quick at like <laughs> three, four o'clock, whatever time it was. Uh, I left at six, so I don't want to hear it. Was it six? It was six. That's when the junior show started, folks, by the way. Because um, <laughs> you showed one dry yearling for me, <clears throat> which didn't take too long. You were probably in the rank for a half hour for those six dry yearlings in that class. Um, and then you you headed out, and I continued on with my juniors, and we had a really good time. We had a dry yearling over Hossley Go Reserve. We had uh, our experimental do- Opal Go Reserve and Grand Champion one ring, and then she went best in show, best junior doe in show. So I can't complain. I was tired. It was late, but it was a great day. Yeah, no, it was exciting. And that's what, I mean, it was great to see the ribbon and all of that that with Opal. And I'm very happy for you. And ultimately, I had gone in going, I don't necessarily know if we're going to stick around for juniors. Nubian juniors weren't official. I brought my Nubian junior year well, not junior yearling, but I brought my Nubian dry yearling more to make sure it was official in the combined show. And then I was saying, okay, we'll see how the pace is and we'll go from there and see if she goes into the ring or not. But I was really not planning on showing her in the afternoon because I did want that option to go home earlier especially since the breed wasn't official um i didn't think we weren't going to be leaving until six but you know these things happen yeah you know six o'clock no big deal i got i left at hmm, probably like 8 45 9 o'clock and got home 10 30 so it was it was a long day i was definitely tired uh, I did manage to squeak a nap in today, so I feel refreshed. Oh, I'm but surprised. Was... Yeah, me too. It was great. And Speaking of uh, naps, can I tell uh, you my favorite part of the show day? Was it your ability to be able to take a nap for like an hour? 
I did not nap for an hour. How long how long did you nap for? It was probably like a 10 minute nap. It was a power nap. It was a power nap. Um can I also uh say thank you for trying to corrupt my child? Well, that was going to be my favorite moment of the day. Speaking of naps, naps I associate with Alice still. <laughs> Alice was the best part of the day. So I there one of the judges very much liked soft udders. And so they excused the first animals, the first breed in the ring when they got to the five or six year olds, because there was too many does in their opinion in the ring. And I wasn't on ringside to even see what was happening, but they excused all the does, or not excused, but they told all the exhibitors they had to go and relieve their does and make sure they weren't overbagged. And so as an exhibitor, we as exhibitors, we all realized we had to be very cognizant of that fact. Add in the fact that the show pace was going as it did. We were really concerned about the mammary systems on our animals and making sure that they were full, but not too full. We weren't dealing with leaking udders all of the things you have to do at a show anyway. And so my does were on the stand. And wouldn't you know, the second I put a Nubian on that stand, I had the most helpful two-year-old there was coming over and brushing them, loving them, trying to help me take care of these animals. And she was infatuated with the Nubians. I think it's because she hasn't seen something so silly looking in her entire life. So that that could be it. She loved pulling at the ears and brushing your goat. I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is going to be a thing. And you're like, I'll give you a Nubian someday, Alice. And I'm like, Danielle, no, please, no. Because I'll breed it up to – I'll pull a gem and breed it up to Overhousley. You'll hold my beer. But (laughs) – let's just not like can we just not can we pretend that like you they're just goats and like she doesn't need to have a long-eared one like can we just can you just do that for me this is not a me problem this is a you problem because the thing is all i did was get my dose ready it was not my fault that your daughter just gravitated to the nubians like she saw them on the sand and she was just like (gasps) this is what I want. And because she somehow got probably from tyranny, like brains and smarts and just knows what is good in the world Uh to a Nubian. And she went to my Nubians and she likes the Nubians. So listen, you could, you probably have a few years before you really have to worry about it. Pretty soon, mark my words, she's going to be like, yeah, your Oberhosleys are nice. Meh. These experimentals are fun, but I want a Nubian. She has Tula. That's all she needs in life. For now, Tula. like I said, you have a few years. You have a few years. I'm good on that. I'm really, I, I am. And so is she. I believe I was teaching her to say, you yucky to your goats yeah and she she said it once but then as soon as you left she was jumping up and down and saying i want a nubian so i (sighs) think i win so and i have there's plenty of years to have to worry about that and and she'll be able to really comprehend what i'm saying to her on the reasons why we don't want nubians and And she'll be she's gonna come to a show and see them and hang with me and just be like, mm, my dad is wrong. She's going to lose all trust in you. And she's going to go, Danielle, I do want a Nubian. And I just don't know what's wrong with my father. And I'm probably going to have to go to therapy for years and years and years to unpack that. But my life will be so much better if I have Nubians in my barn along with it. I don't think so, but okay. Yeah, we'll we'll pretend we'll let you have your fantasy world i'll let her come over to your house for summers where she can hang out with you and your nubians and then she can come home to her dirty little over okay 
Uh, listen, I there are some children like I feel like it's the animals you just gravitate to a breed, and I hate to break it to you, but she's gravitating to the Nubians. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on because this is giving me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, what what else is there, Daniel? We had a great show weekend. We got to like the nice thing about having a really slow paced show is we got to hang out quite a bit. So that was fun. Yes, it was weird for me because I realized last year, besides the box show, which really doesn't count, I only I think I only went to three shows. And well, Buck Show and Nationals. Um, maybe I only went to two shows. With that, one of them was fair, which is this whole other ball game. But then the other show I went to was the show we run the progressive dairy goat clubs champagne classic so i was busy in the morning doing all the kind of behind the scenes stuff so this was the first show in a while that i wasn't judging i wasn't doing a bunch of other stuff at the same time and i almost started like twitching going what do i do with myself like I don't have to be, and Nubians were one of the last breeds to show. So I get there, I check in, I get my girls situated. I'm like, what do I do with my time? I have hours. And it was the most bizarre situation for me. And I had to say, okay, you can sit and relax. You don't need to just like start going now. Give your dose a little bit to settle in, do this, do that. But uh, it was a weird, unusual situation for me. I mean, it's it's fun. It's nice to be able to, like, chill out. I mean, yes, did I have to relieve one of my does, like, four times? And even though I'm like, yeah, that looks good. I'm like, hey, Danielle, can you can you just come over here and make sure I'm, I'm good here? And you're like, yeah, let me come feel your dough. that has got three pounds of milk in her. Come on. It was a good day. Your Nubians look wonderful. I need to get on your mineral program here. So I got to order some of those up and yeah, it's going to be a game changer because your go, your does coats were like so shiny and smooth and just like perfect. Yeah. I was very impressed when we shaved them. I was very impressed. RP, RIP to your DMs. Now everybody's going to DM you for your mineral, uh, your new mineral. Yes. <laughs> protocol. So RIP, uh, but it was a, it was a good like kickoff for show season for you. And it was like a reaffirming day for us. We had a really good day. I cannot complain. Um, at the end of the day, we had fun. We were able to laugh with the judges and, um, you know, just enjoy each other. And it was a good kickoff. And now I'm just, I think we're going to take a break until July. Really? Yeah. I don't think... Or if we go to the state show, we might just bring juniors. Um, and the Adirondack show, we'll see. So that that leaves progressive in July. So which I won't be mad at. It's it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a break and enjoy the last remaining few weekends with the family before I'm sure inevitably I'll have to start working weekends again. Yeah, that's understandable. Anything else to add, Danielle? You know, did you want to, like, talk about how you're going to, like, I don't know, add Oberhasi or Guernsey Crosses to your herd or how you're going to show 15 more times and you just haven't shared your schedule with me or anything like that? Mm, no, no, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. I, I I don't think there's going to be any new additions in terms of Oberhausley or Guernsey experiments <laughs> to the herd. So I enjoy showing them, but we're going to leave it at that for now. You know what I enjoy, Danielle? Me tormenting. No, I don't. I really like it hurts my feelings. Stop. Uh, <laughs> no, I enjoy being able to sit down and shoot the breeze with you and have colorful conversations about our herds and probably bore the pants out of our listeners. But you know what else is going to be colorful? What's that, John? Our topic for next week, I'm glad you asked. It's going to be one that people are going to want to 
tune into, listen to a couple times, and look forward to Nationals. There's your hints for the week. Kind of just like have fun listening to people talk about goats like we do every week. Uh, with that, I think this is a great place to wrap up if you would agree maybe not agree you can keep talking if you want it's a perfect place to wrap up (laughs) well danielle if people wanted to listen to us shoot the breeze more about goats or watch a big guy dance where would they go you can find us on Facebook by searching Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. On Instagram, we are ringside underscore goat underscore podcast. You can find us on TikTok by searching Ringside Podcast. There might even be content from me coming up and out in the next couple of... Today. Today. Oh! Go to our TikTok today, folks. Oh, okay. And then... We are also on dairygoatpodcast.com and you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to leave us a review and a rating. We really appreciate it. Perfect. Well, thank you as always for being my co-host and and helping steer this ship. And everybody, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John. And I'm Danielle. And hey, judges, utilize those measuring sticks for Nigerians. We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.